Gas is uh, so cheap right now, don't you think? It's tremendous. Uh, I bought um, the other day, last week, I bought uh, 150 gallons of home heating oil, and I put gas in my GMC Yukon and in my Honda Ridgeline, and it was over $1,000. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Everyone is Cancelled. Your gas is expensive. My name is Dylan Randall, <laughs> and I have my brother, Mr. Captain Sir, payer of gas, even though he doesn't want to be, John Morgan with me. How you hey, doing, man? Hey, everybody. I'm good. I'm good. Gas is uh, so cheap right now, don't you think? It's tremendous. Uh, I bought, um, the other day, last week, I bought uh, 150 gallons of home heating oil, and I put gas in my GMC Yukon and in my Honda Ridgeline, and it was over a thousand dollars. Wow, I love it. I love it. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, for those of you who do not know, this show is fictional. It's an oral artistic dance. It's not real. Obey the laws in your country and listen to your doctors. Do not listen to us. And if your doctor approves, go fuck yourself. Today we're going to be talking about the oil and gas prices. People seem to be arguing over what the cause is. To me, it's very clear. I'm sure to John. We actually haven't talked about this yet, but uh, I have a feeling John and I kind of see it realistically here as well. So I, I made a comment the other day. You guys know what I do on uh, Instagram, <laughs> and I posted it, <laughs> and uh, it was this clip of these people like, uh, just screaming at these gas prices as they're looking at these gas prices go over $9 in this area. And they're watching it change up on the billboard. And they're just screaming at it, cussing it out. And all I said was, the people voted for this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lo and did. behold, in 24 hours, I had almost 100 comments and hundreds of likes on that comment. Uh, people, And you know what's good about that is it creates conversation over what caused this really. And, you know, people from opposing views come and they have real honest discussion about right. what this is, what this is. And that's something that uh, I take in stride. I enjoy uh, bringing to the table, helping create grassroots conversations between actual people, not politicians. And the conclusion is uh, some people think you have one side saying it's not Biden's fault. And that's their defense. And then you have another side saying, well, it is Biden's fault. One of the first things he did in office was cancel the Keystone Pipeline, which people see as evil, and right. we will get into that. Because it's actually not. And I'll explain why. I'm not going to use ad hominem attacks, uh, which is attacking the person and not the argument. I'm not going to take you you know, around this loophole of what's actually going on. I'm going to give... Uh, just realistic reasons of why it's good and why we should have it, in my opinion. Um, so one side is saying that Biden didn't do anything wrong. Another side is saying, well, he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He took manufacturing out of America. He, he directly caused this. He's messing up trade with Russia, who is an oil provider. He directly caused this. So first of all, I'd like to get into uh, the Keystone Pipeline. And I, I want you guys to think about it in this way. And John, I want to hear 
your bid on this after I lay it down. Mm-hmm. When you produce your own gas, you bring, in America, we have the highest standards of clean energy. If we put a pipeline in and we produce our own gas, we are doing it with the highest standards, meaning we aren't leaking it into the ground like other countries are. We aren't leaking it into the ocean like other countries are, China and Russia, who has much lower standards than us. We do not have a replacement for electronic vehicles. So you can cancel the Keystone Pipeline, but guess what? You and I, regular Americans, are still going to be using oil without a replacement, without electronic vehicles in our hands. All we are doing by taking the Keystone Pipeline out is paying more for gas because we're going to use it either way. Now, when America produces it, Americans have jobs. It pollutes the earth uh, the least amount. It takes away money from places like Russia. So when we're buying oil from Russia, they just use that money to invade Ukraine. We're not putting money in evil empire's hands, right? We are not having them transport the oil over the freaking ocean polluting the earth even further to us. So when we produce it here, we don't have to transport it over the ocean. We do it with the clips on that if you want. Uh, Yeah. And I want you to lay them down after this bit. I'd I'd actually love that. We're not polluting the ocean. We are producing it in the cleanest way over any other country. And we are actually economically causing other countries to produce less because we are producing our own meaning. Not only are they produced, not producing extra because we're not producing our own but they are producing less because the need has gone down, theoretically, meaning that their standards of producing oil in a much more dangerous and earth-polluting way goes down because you're gonna produce the same amount around the globe whether we're doing it or not. That's what global need and global trade means. So if we're doing it, it's less pollution, it's more jobs for Americans, it's less funding of countries like China and Russia to invade innocent countries or more innocent countries. It is the cleanest and most green initiative to have a Keystone Pipeline. It is, the, it is green, right? It is the best option for the earth right now. And that is a direct cause of why gas is more expensive. Yes, the Keystone Pipeline wasn't finished, right? But when other countries know we're building it, they're more inclined to give us cheaper prices because they don't want us to do that. Every way you cut it, like them or hate them, Trump caused us to have cheaper gas prices. And that can come down to numbers. Blame it on what you want. I was paying less than two bucks a gallon in California under Trump. And I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. That's just the fact. So, John, I want to hear what you have to say about that. I'd like to hear the numbers you want to lay down. Yeah. I mean, as far as the Keystone Pipeline goes... Um. Yeah, it would have increased uh, our ability to to get oil to refineries, right? To the tune of like eight hundred thousand barrels a day. Uh, we import about six hundred thousand barrels uh, of oil from Russia. So, um, I mean, it's just simple math. I mean, if I think at least over the last decade, we have should have come to the bipartisan conclusion that the United States should not rely on foreign industry for anything. So, um, but the, but the argument has never really been about, about, um, 
United States self-reliance, it's always been about, well, you know, then uh, it's going to damage the environment. People are looking at um, small parts of this and not at the big picture. So for a Russian oil tanker to get to the U.S. takes about 20 to 35 days. For uh, a tanker from the Middle East, it takes from 35 to 60 days uh, for the same trek. It takes um, 10 hours to load the tanker and up to 24 hours to unload it. And then if it has to wait to get into the port, it can take up to three days. Now, this is a long period of time. The average tanker burns 2,600 gallons of diesel fuel per hour. Um, and that, you know, these tankers, if they're waiting, they're generally not burning fuel, but they always have a generator going. So, there, you know, there is some, there is some fluctuation in that, that number. Um, but in doing so, they create um, 22 pounds of CO2 from burning one gallon of diesel fuel. So in an hour, a tanker hauling oil to a refinery in the U.S. creates 50, 59,000 pounds of CO2 per hour. The average travel time of the tankers, you know, for their, where they're traveling, that's 27.6 million tons of CO2 per trip. So your car creates between 6 and 9 tons per year. And, it, that, and that's just for one trip. So, the, so by importing and exporting um, oil, we are doing more damage to the environment than just producing our own refining it into gasoline and using it for cars. It's absurd. And that's and, not and even I've accounting heard, for their substand their standards that are worse than ours for producing the oil in the first place, correct? Yeah. Like the Keystone pipeline, right? Everybody's wow, you know, it's gonna destroy the environment. It was it was like double encased. So that the the oil running through the pipe was not you know, there was a gonna be oil running through a pipe. And then there was going to be a pipe around that pipe. So if there was ever a leak, they would know that there was a leak. And then they'd be able to section that pipeline off, you know, repair the leak and have things going, spilling no oil. Mm -hmm. So really the only way that the Keystone Pipeline could ever be compromised is sabotage, right? If you sabotage the outside of that pipe so that when there was a leak inside the pipe, you know, it would leak out under the ground. Um, I mean, they thought about this. I mean, it's not like they came up with it in a day. It's not like they sat around, you know, a coffee pot and were like, mm, you know, let's just build a pipe. Um, but when you put that up against, you know, the amount of money that the United States has spent on green energy, which kind of pales in comparison to what the EU has spent on green energy. Right. Which has netted them nothing. Right. All that, all that money spent on green energy has only netted them um, indentured servitude to Russia. Right. Which they are, like, backpedaling to get out of that right now. Uh, I, I've also heard an argument that, um, you know, we would be producing more petroleum um, products, then we would know, then we would have what to do with. That, that just is an absurd argument, right? How many products are consumed by the United States that are petroleum-based? Well, a, a lot, a, so many. So we could start making these products in the United States with all the excess petroleum. We say, wow, you know, it's not a renewable resource. Yeah, I get that, but we are working on that technology. It's not there yet. 
the batteries that that run Teslas uh, are filled with um, poisonous metals, and they only last seven years. And there's not enough. There, there's not enough lithium not for everyone enough. to have one. We don't have the technology yet. So without a replacement, we're just kicking ourselves in the in the teeth uh, by destroying right. the cleanest producers of oil. We have to use oil one way or another is what I'm hearing, but we're taking out America, which is the cleanest producers. And another right. thing is, why would we want to fund? We are literally funding these countries by buying their oil that are attacking us with propaganda, cyber warfare, hacking to steal blueprints for our technology, stealing American free technology. And we're also funding them to invade countries like Taiwan and Ukraine, right? We are funding evil empires. So every way you cut In, it. Indirectly, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're buying the oil. They use it to, to fund murder. I mean, I can't believe people are defending this in the name of peace. It's not in the name of peace. It's the the exact opposite. And and America producing oil is the cleanest, greenest, most peaceful resolution that literally saves lives at the end of the day. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. And, And this discussion, almost 100 comments, was so interesting to me because people who are familiar with the industry started chiming in. And they said, you want to know how I know there's an oil pipeline somewhere? Because the grass is green, because it's well-maintained, because it looks taken care of, because the animals are thriving there. When you get someone putting, like the U.S. government with our standards, putting a gas pipeline in, what this man explained is that they make sure they take care of all the animals there, especially the ones who are endangered. They make sure they're taken care of. They have experts on that. They replant trees. They replant grass. They make sure it looks pristine. They take basically dead land and revitalize it. And they make they have a lot of measures to make sure oil is not leaking, that water is not being polluted. So at the end of the day, he said, do you want to know how I know it's there? It's because the grass is green, because the land is beautiful, because it's manicured and taken care of. It's really just a chance to make our land better, even from that standpoint. And another thing is, is Americans don't have jobs right now. If you look at our wages, they have done, they have done nothing but go down uh, in contrast with inflation since the 1950s. People can't get a job and, and earn a living like they could. You want to know why? Because all of our manufacturing is went overseas. We're now funding Nike and Apple funds sweatshops, basically slave labor to make your phones in your pocket. So I don't think I don't think President Trump was was necessarily evil for trying to bring production back in a country that has labor laws that doesn't allow enslavement, that pays people fair wages, that produces oil in a clean way. How is that evil? It's not, man. It's good. I mean, we're producing our own energy. You know, if we instead of spending all this money on green energy, which in the long mm-hmm. run uh, creates more waste, uh, we should be investing in nuclear power plants. Mm. Right. One of the you know one of the big heard that. problems with uh, electric vehicle footprints is that you know all right, so they're not burning fossil fuels, but mm-hmm. they do require fossil fuels to charge because most of the energy from the United States til- still comes from um, coal plants. Um, that's, a, that's a good point. 
So I love that. <laughs> all you're really doing is uh, is charging your your car with coal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could change that to nuclear power, man, you want to talk about clean energy? Mm. Um, pound for pound, uh, nuclear power uh, is would be. Very, could very much be the hero of this country. Well, it could be a step really ahead that's that. realistic now, right? It's something we could start working on now and not idealizing for 20, 30 years from now like they're doing with these fantasy plans, right? right. Um, you know, and something I want to point out here, and John, I think you're in the same boat here, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't want to come across like I'm praising any party or any person, including Trump. I think a lot of us have no. become separated and conflicted because we've gotten into this, this, these trenches where or I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat or I voted for Biden. So that means you're evil if you voted for Trump. What I respect is policy actions. What does the person do? Not what do they say? And so when you, uh, commit actions that support bringing manufacturing back to a free country where there's fair wages and less pollution and you're taking jobs away uh, from the slave industry, basically. I respect that. I don't, right? I mean, that's respectable. Right. That's an action that I respect. And it, whether it's John F. Kennedy, President Trump, Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, if a president commits a good action for the well-being of freedom and the well-being of the peace of humanity, I respect it. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's a sinner, whatever way you want to cut it. Uh, I think we need to get back to the place of seeing uh, right from wrong and what actions have what end effects. Stop politicizing things like bringing good jobs and clean energy back to a free nation. And that's what this comes back to. Not only would lowering our gas prices through this Keystone pipeline uh, be good for our wallets, but it would be good for the freedom of the people around the globe. I'm, right? I mean, that's what America does. When we do the right thing, it affects everyone in a positive way eventually, not just us. And that's what makes America so great, in my opinion. That's what makes the Keystone pipeline such a good perspective because it's a fix now that helps everyone. We're not funding Russia to take over Ukraine. We're not funding the Middle East to fight their wars. We're giving good people good money who just want to support their families and doing it in a clean right. way. And that's really what this comes yeah. down to. When we're paying more money to make the world a worse place, that's when I have a problem. And I think that's what it boils down to. What do you think about that, John? Yeah, um, yeah I think any time that that we decide to uh, allow the free market to start doing what it's supposed to do in our own country. You know, so we are going to start producing our own energy with fossil fuels, right? Now we're going to need, uh, maybe, maybe we need more refineries. Maybe we need uh, more transit. Um, all of these things create jobs, right? You can create jobs lots of different ways. There's lots of ways to do it. This is one way. And by bringing um, this kind of industrial infrastructure to the United States, um, eventually, if we do have a surplus of petroleum and we start manufacturing products, that will create jobs in the United States too. Uh, and I, I think people would get behind, I think people could get behind that. 
you start seeing more American-made products on the shelves, people are going to start buying more American-made products. Right. I think people actually had a choice of buying something made in the USA versus buying something made in China. They would buy the stuff made in the USA, even if it costs 50 cents more, even if it costs $5 more, depending on the product. Right. Well, there was a time uh, that people, meant something, you know, right? It meant there was quality there. Yeah. It meant you weren't funding slave labor. It meant that it might last longer than a year. Right. I don't care who you are. You have bought something from China, and it has lasted a fraction of the time. You know that that old saying, like, "Well, man, they just don't make things like they used to." Yeah, because they used to make things in the United States, right? And now they make them in China on cheap labor with cheap, you know, the cheapest of the cheap. You know, the poor copper, right? Poor steel. How many of us have grandparents still using their old washers from the fifties? Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. And we're getting back there. People like uh, um, uh, Sears. What's what's his name? Sears. J.P. Sears. Uh, Tim Kennedy. Jocko yep. Willink. Joe Rogan. Candace Owens. Um, even Russell Brand is coming around. Uh, a lot of these comedians, um, Dave Chappelle, are, are coming are starting to wake people up and be like, look, this is what's happening. It can be funny. We can laugh at it. But let's start funding American companies. Let's start doing the right thing. Let's start waking up to this bullshit. So there is positive change happening, and it starts with you and me. And when you can buy American made, I think that's a good place to start. And this oil thing is totally unavoidable. And anybody telling you that it is not directly our president's fault and all of those that were supposedly elected, right, uh, it is their faults. It's it's directly their faults and arguably our faults for letting it happen voting-wise. Voting this is why your vote matters, right? I mean, it comes down to basic math. Look, I don't care what excuse you want to make. Under Trump, I was paying $1.89 a gas. Under Biden, I'm paying five fifty a gallon. I, that's just stop basic Stop blaming math. it on Russia. Stop blaming it on Russia. I don't, whatever way you want to cut it. At the end of the day, it's basic math, and it doesn't get much simpler than that. American-made yep. is the best for not only us but for and the it, planet. It wasn't just the pipe. It wasn't just the pipeline either. Right? No, that was just no. one small piece in the in the in the. It's the thing most people tend to remember because it receives a ton of publicity. It was the headliner, but right. you know, he also. Um, he also banned drilling on federal lands. Yes. Um, he uh, he pushed banks to divest in oil production. Yep. Um, it there's a whole lot more to you know producing energy from fossil fuels in the United States than just the XL pipe. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, John. Some of the people with insight in this conversation I was talking about on Instagram. Uh, people familiar with the industry pointed that out. President Biden basically decimated the American oil industry and energy yeah. production. He, he, from every level, he he completely uh, delegitimized it and de incentivized every oil company from basically giving Americans jobs, producing clean energy, and he completely and one hundred percent is the reason uh, him and the people supporting him for these high gas prices. And if you voted for yeah. him, that's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to go down with your mistakes. Listen, I've made bad right. voting decisions. We've all done things 
that we're not good. This is how we learn. This doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. I think uh, just waking up to what you do, be like, okay, I made a mistake. That's okay. If I didn't make that mistake, if I didn't make these choices, I wouldn't know in the first place. This is how we grow. I love you all, left, right, all in the middle. It doesn't matter. Let's start making decisions based on the good of our people and not based on what our party is telling us to do, what CNN or Fox is yeah. telling us to do. Let's choose between right and wrong. And this is wrong for humanitarian reasons, for our wallets, for our families, for even putting food on the table. This, had, this is, goes into inflation as well. We're coming to a wrap here. John, I really appreciate you being on. Is there any last notes you'd like to add, my friend? No. I, would, uh, I guess at the very end here, I would just suggest people take a look at their worldview, right? I think that right, um, right now there's a big push for you know, a globalist worldview. Like somehow uh, the, all the different nations of the world can come under like one globalist mentality, one market. It just, it, that's not how it works. There is it's room, not. you know, for, for, for globalist mechanics, but, but we need to get back to um, nationalist Yes. Uh, some nationalist mechanics. We, yes. we need to redefine what good nationalism is. Um, you know, the difference between nationalism and patriotism and then really start investing in our own uh, country, our own culture, and our own society. Yes, so our own community farms. Back to where we were 50 years ago. Small government. Where Democrats and Republicans were, weren't arguing about, um, about what we should be doing, but they were arguing about how we should be doing it. Right. And if you guys would like a good source to know what we're talking about, something to back it up, uh, small government really at the end of the day is where we want to be. Buying from local farmers, knowing who is making your shoes, right? I would suggest uh, to listen to Candace Owens, specifically her 2018 debate with Russell Brand, back when he had a little bit different of views. Uh, it's a fantastic debate. I would listen to her uh, interviews, her life experience is tremendous, and she really has a great uh, way of explaining how small government serves us, how your local community is going to be the one that is there for you, not your big government, and how that at the end of the day, neighbors help neighbors, people help people, goodwill helps goodwill. We can't wait on our government to save us because they are going to bite us in the ass every time. I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you've had a great week. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it is everyone is canceled, spelled the right way with one L. You can also follow me on TikTok. Every, the number one is canceled. You guys take care. John, thanks for joining me. Have a great week. Peace. should be investing in nuclear power plants.